0: Welcome to another episode of Unwritten Rules, an Iowa Cubs podcast. I'm broadcaster Alex Cohen, and today it's part two with our interview with Tommy Birch, a reporter for the Des Moines Register and Iowa Cubs beat writer. Tommy also interned for the Iowa Cubs in our media relations department, in which he brings a unique perspective and offers some great stories of his time in the ballpark. Enjoy. But Have you ever had aspirations to... You know, be a beat writer for a big league team because that's got to be an entirely different experience from being a beat writer for a minor league team.
1: Yeah, I think early on in my career, I was kind of like that guy where I was always like, I want to go yeah. work for ESPN or I want to go work for MLB.com. And um, early on in my career, there were some opportunities to to leave Des Moines, but um, I've got a fiance. I've got a, a two-year-old son Um we have a house that is less than a mile from my parents, which if you have a kid, that's the best thing in the world. When you're right out of college, you want to get as far away from your family as possible. When you have a kid, you want to live as close as possible. Yeah, it's
0: a full circle. It's a full circle.
1: Yeah. I've got a, a really good setup here. And, I, I you know, there is something – and minor league baseball is not the only thing I cover, but it is still – one of my favorite things just for a lot of the reasons that we've talked about that, um, you know, I, I think about it too, where when I was on my, I would say football beat, I would look up and down press row and I would see what there's 20 other people at this football. game. We're all watching the same thing. The challenge was always to find something that they didn't find or see something that they didn't see. And that's a fun challenge but I think my favorite thing about minor league baseball is just um, that, that uniqueness of it's kind of my, it's, it's kind of my pond to float in, I guess, you know, and, and I think a lot of people intentionally overlook what's going down, going down at these levels. And um, it's like I'd said before, some of these stories, you know, the, the boy Cooper, nobody, would ever tell that story unless Blake Cooper got to the big leagues. And even then, Blake Cooper got to the big leagues. He is going to be, uh, you know, a throw him out there reliever when you're up or down by 10 runs, and nobody's going to probably write about him. So I love being able to get to share people's stories that never get to tell their stories.
0: Tommy, I like your analogy. It's your pond to float, and both you and I know, both you and I can, can agree on this. We're both very buoyant. We can float. so yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's great. Um, it, it's crazy to me to see your career arc in a good way because you mentioned it before. You were on our side. You, you, were, you were a media relations intern. I mean, you almost went the baseball route.
1: I call what that changed? the dark side.
0: The dark <laughs> side. But, but what was your – what changed? Like what made you say, you know, what, baseball might not be for me, but I want to stay connected to it in this run? Was there ever like an aha moment that, man, I might not want to spend 140, you know, games or 152 days, you know, just completely salivating, mind-numbing, baseball, baseball, baseball?
1: Yeah, it was that Sam didn't offer me a job when my internship came That's to- fair. That's fair. <coughs> You can tell him make sure you tell him I said that too, oh well, listen, <laughs> yeah, he better be watching
0: um so what you're saying is if Sam Burnaby offers you a job to be the media relations assistant <laughs> or director uh for the Iowa Cubs, you might not be doing what you're doing right now
1: uh yeah, maybe i don't know I'm thankful we didn't because i've i've seen um. You know, I've seen what Shelby does on a day-in and day-out basis. He's an
2: absolute crazy person.
1: <laughs> <Everyone> yeah. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> there's, a, there's absolutely no way I could do it. And the reason why I thought at the time, when I was in college, I had a, I had a great boss in Andrea Breen who who did a trama- – and, and Jeff Lance, who had left at the start of the season to work with the Baltimore Orioles. And I just blended in with their work. You know, I did what they kind of told them to. Um but there is absolutely no way I'd be able to handle what what Shelby does on a day in and day out basis. I could I could maybe survive uh, a Monday game, but probably not, and and even a even a home stand. But
0: so you don't think you'd be able to survive July fourth, fifteen thousand people here, two presidential candidates, naturalization ceremony. You don't think that that would work out for you? I
1: could, I couldn't survive March fourth. You know. I mean, it's 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 man, it's it's a grind that that you guys go through, and um, you know, uh, the Register was something that always been on my radar, even before I before I interned with Iowa Cubs. I was a freelancer. I started freelancing in like 2004. An editor from the Register showed up to one of my classes at DMAC, and I pitched him a story that I had done that um, I thought they would they would want for their paper, and th- they wanted the story. And I said, "Look, you, you guys can use it. You guys just have to um, hire me as a freelancer." I bribed my way in the front door, and then once I once I graduated from college, they hired me part time and then full time. So um, I'm 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 thankful where I'm at because I've I've trust me, I've thought about it many many of times if my career path would have kept me down that, that route. And I, you know, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm like a fish where the the pond is kind of my, my land. I would, I would be, what been, I, this. <laughs> I would have been a fish out of water in that job. And, and, and the thing is, that was 2008 where the job has changed immensely just added more and more to it now i would relish the idea of being able to hire and control two interns
2: (laughs) yeah to have a few little minions and everything (laughs) (laughs) which which speaking of your intern your intern experience i always joke that minor league baseball is just a whole lot of other duties as assigned you know it's you get your job description and there's always that bullet point that says other duties as assigned and the longer you work in minor league baseball the longer that list of duties becomes so what was either i don't know how to frame it as your favorite or your least favorite or your most unique other duty ads assigned during your time with the Iowa Cubs.
1: Well, um, I mean my favorite part was and this wasn't a duty, it's something I like wanted to do, is the Iowa Cubs used to have <clears throat> a race during games where it was like uh, it was like a come and go race where it was like a taquito, a soda, and a bag of chips. And I'm getting hungry <laughs> And they would race from first base to first base on their baseline. It was real funny because it's usually like three stadium ops people and they would plan out this funny routine where somebody would pretend to trip the other. And it, it, you know, who won didn't matter, although it did, like you could, you know, you would cheer on somebody, but like the act of messing around would, um, was the true entertainment. I, sitting in the in the press box the entire summer I was like I that's where I need to be I need to be a part part of this race I finally convinced my bosses to to let me do it and I dress up I think as the the bag of chips because it was the easiest but we we planned it out where like okay I was gonna win we planned out our routine and I was gonna start moonwalking from like
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Somewhere to the finish line. I started my moonwalk a little too soon, like at second base, and it slowed the start of the inning. The inning did not start on time. And Mr. Gartner still, uh, like once a year, I will hear something something about that. Or if he is sitting in the press box and um, there's some kind of, like the Bebop's race is going on, he'll look at me and he'll go, I sure remember a time uh, an intern uh slowed down the servant inning because he was screwing. But it's, it it was I will say it was it was one of the most um most fun summers of my life because I'm watching baseball. Um you know, I'm I'm getting paid to watch baseball. We got to be around some really cool guys um that summer and um that was actually the year and I, my, we're, we talked about my life coming full circle. I did a story at the start of this pandemic about the Iowa Cubs playing a game with no fans. During the 2008 season, you guys played a game with no fans because there was flooding in Des Moines. You guys had to get the game in. And I interned that year. And when I wrote that story, there were small little things in the story that I – I knew firsthand I could throw in there that nobody else had and I thought that was
0: Were really, you ever really a
1: cool. cubby? No, I wanted to be. I wanted to be. You still but can I be. Think...
0: We're accepting um, applications for the twenty twenty one season. We know a couple people yeah. that can slip your resume I... in.
1: <laughs> it, it would be I, th- I think it'd be a cool story. Um, but I think after the the come and go race,
0: I was banned from Well, well, the tough part about Cubby for guys like you and me, Tommy, we can't speak. You can't say anything. So I I don't know if that fits like our criteria of, of strengths. It's definitely one of my weaknesses, but um, yeah, I mean, if you want to still be a mascot, I think we know a couple people that could slip your resume. It's
1: a good, it's a good workout. I've been around Cubby. Like I I passed by Cubby in the break room where He's taken, taken an inning off, and man, like you, you are, you're getting a workout in.
0: Oh, if you're looking to to lose weight quickly, uh, be Cubby for three innings on a hot summer day. Uh, you will you will sweat that out. Um, yeah, I, I was fortunate enough in some of my minor league baseball. Other duties as a side, early on in my career, uh, yeah, I've been a mascot for certain public appearances, and uh, after that, you're. You lose weight. It's great I'm trying to get skinny. Spelt. <laughs> that's one.
1: That's one of my other favorite stories about when when I interned there is um I took the the famous chicken to the airport I and mean, his his crew and um <clears throat> I think one of them one of them was leaving and you know I'm I'm dropping off the the chicken and I. I tell him, like, you know, hey, it's great meeting you. You guys do some funny stuff. And he hands me his card and he says something like, you know, Freddie here uh, is leaving at the end of the year. If you're ever interested in the staff, give me a heads up. And at the time, I'm thinking, like, I don't know know if the Iowa Cubs are going to bring me back. I don't know if this newspaper thing is all for me. Maybe you know, and maybe someday I get on the staff. I can be the chicken someday. It crossed my mind. It's That's incredible that
2: plan. It's honestly, <laughs> I mean, why not?
1: I know. You, you you learn one routine, and you ride that out for ten years.
2: <laughs> that was one of about about two or three months into my. My stay with the Iowa Cubs right after I got hired, uh, Scott Saylor found out that I had never heard of the San Diego chicken, and I thought I was going to get sent home. I thought they were going to say, you know what, <laughs> a mistake here. Um, we really don't need your help, and uh, thanks for showing up, but um, this is the end of the road for you.
0: We tried. Yeah, I, I had a moment like that on air. I, I think I said that I'd never been to the Iowa State Fair, and Mr. Gartner came up an inning later. I like, <laughs> can't admit that. And I'm just like, am I going to get fired? Is that my last call? Not don't talk, talk
1: about the chicken. You don't talk about the Iowa State not going to the Iowa State Fair. <laughs>
0: to- yeah, and it's Nevada. Nevada fine. and not Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, le- I learned that very quickly. So we've been talking for close to an hour. Um, I'm getting to the point where, like, I don't need to see you until opening day. We got our fix. We're fine. Everything's good. Um, I guess I have a couple more questions for you. Um, You've covered games at some pretty cool places. We talked about Target Field. Obviously, Principal Park's awesome. Give me your top three places where you've called a game. Sorry, a place where you've covered a game.
1: Yeah, I did – that's funny that you said that, because that same year that I interned, I was like, I want to do an inning. I want to do an inning. Oh, okay. And Dean let me on for an inning. And um, How'd that go? I thought it went great.
2: <laughs>
1: I remember going down to the clubhouse after the game, and Kevin Hart was a pitcher for you guys. He said, is that you on there? What the hell was that? (laughs) Um, But I think I think my my probably my favorite places um, where I've been, you know, the Metrodome. um, That that had so many sentimental feelings for me growing up there. Um, Target Field, too, and then probably Principal Park. You know, I mean, I've been to some cool places where, you know, I've been to the Sprint Center. I've covered, um, you know, Iowa State at Kansas. I mean, that's that's probably up there, too, walking into um, Fog Allen, It's like you're walking into the 1950s. It almost feels like a, a scene from Hoosiers. Um, great movie. <clears throat> great movie. Um, I'm trying to think where else you know, really unique. It's funny, somebody had posted this on, on Twitter the other night, like, mark down all the college football stadiums you have covered. And I was, I, I didn't tweet it, but I came up with a list. I was like, man, I've been to a lot of places that nobody cares about. Um, <clears throat> really not overly that interesting, but I think Fog Island's right up there. And then, like I said, Principal Park, because of just the memories I'd had you know as a kid, and you know, I I, I played a baseball game here. That was one of my, you know, um coolest things. You know, I went to I went to down Catholic High School here in Des Moines, and I threw. I I have an ERA
0: of zero. Really? If you guys need some pitching,
2: we always do. We always
0: any any walk, any strikeouts. Like, what's your WHIP? Like, I don't care about your ERA. Like, give me some saber. Give me some saber metrics. <laughs>
1: I think I walked one, struck out one, maybe gave up a hit. Can't remember, but I know I got out of the inning without any runs. I've got
0: like zero cool. ERA.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. Nice.
0: You know, Tommy, you know what's crazy? Your son Bodie is two, and he's closer in age of playing here at Principal Park than you are right now. So I'm I know that's insane. You're right
1: there. I did, and it's Principal Park wasn't even the cool. I played in a game at the Metronome once in in high school. Wow. Wow. And my stats weren't as good there. I was 0 for one with a strikeout. I saw three fastballs. <laughs> that <laughs> good was that. Good but, <laughs> but um you know, I think sitting in the in the press box at, at the Metrodome, I was like, Man, this is a pretty sweet gig. Like if I can if I can graduate from college, which was a big if at the time, if I can graduate from college at the time I could, maybe I could do this.
0: (laughs) You you talk about the press box. The press box is a really interesting place. You have the people you come across, the food you eat. My big bone to pick with you, Tommy, you don't like barbecue, which you might not (laughs) think is that big of a deal. But if you go to press boxes in the Midwest, they have barbecue a lot is it because you just had one too many press box feeds of barbecue that you can't get anymore? Or has that been like a long-standing thing throughout your entire career?
1: I think I've solidified that I'm, I'm flexible on eating the same thing multiple times. So that's, that's definitely not it when it comes to barbecue. I just think barbecue just, oh, it's not good. It's not. And it's a very sore subject in my household because, you know, my fiance loves barbecue my son will eat anything.
0: Yeah, actually, our primary sponsor for this is a barbecue place. So, no. I'm
1: just <laughs> Yeah, I was
0: going to say Jethro's. <laughs> no, no. There was, there was one year
1: um, when I was on the Iowa State football beat. I, I did um, Murph and Andy's show every Tuesday. They did a, a segment where we would, they, they had me on to talk Iowa State football and I'd answer some questions. I always got one year I got a gift card to Jethro's. <laughs> For every appearance. And I I just had like a stack in my car of Jethro's gift cards. I'm like, what the hell am I going to use this for? You can't use it. You can't use – I don't think you could use it on alcohol.
0: You know what you could have done? You could have handed it out to a media relations (laughs) intern for the Iowa Cubs, just knowing where they came from and how sometimes they suffer for food. The nice thing would have been to give it to them, but obviously you weren't
1: thinking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. (laughs)
2: But, uh, as we kind yeah. of start wrapping this up, Alex, you can throw in some more questions if you have them. But um, you know, it's it's rumored and been proven by observation that you always wear, you personally always wear pants to the ballpark. Would you like <laughs> to explain to our audience why that is?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I've got a I've got a, a major league team logo tattooed on my leg (laughs) it seemed like a good idea at the time when i was in college because i was really you know at that time i i was in that debate of like am i even gonna graduate college (laughs) am i going to am i going to go into this field in hindsight probably not the best move i made but even worse like the story i always tell about that is no, I didn't tell my parents, I was in college, when my dad, I didn't tell my parents I got a tattoo and I would come home and mow their lawn. And I was like mowing in a hundred degree heat and like sweatpants and shirtless. They'd be like, what the hell are you?
0: That is an image right there. That is, you know, the podcast is only a uh, verbal, but you just brought an entirely different sense to it. The,
1: the amount, uh, I mean, i I there have been times where I've thought, like, maybe I could, I could start pulling the shorts out at Principal Park where, you know, I'm, I'm almost to a point where I don't care the, the crap I may get. But, uh, man, I'd be public enemy number one because I did get it when I interned there. And one of the players did say something where we, we could switch into shorts. And remember one player – I'll say his name. Who cares? Randy Wiles. He was pissed that his baseball card he was a pitcher. He was pissed his baseball card was him bunting. We didn't get any good shots of him pitching. So we used we used that. And he was complaining in the clubhouse one day. He was like, what? What's going on? We've got a my baseball card is me bunting. We've got you know a guy here with a twins tattoo. Just it's madness here. And after that I think I was just gunshot.
0: Well, you say you're public enemy number one, and you would have been if it was a Cardinals tattoo. I think Twins tattoo you can get away with.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe not now with how the realignment minor league baseball is keeping up. Yeah. Uh, we could be having the St. Paul Saints come here.
0: W- would that be something that would be exciting for you? I mean, just yeah. having the possibility of the team that you grew up watching joining whatever um, the realignment is, whether it's PCO, whether it's Central League, the the agreement they haven't come to yet, but the possibility of a Twins farm club coming down here.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I I would have fun with that. You know, I've gone to, I've covered some stuff in Cedar Rapids in the past. And when Rochester used to be a triple A affiliate, I came to two games and one of my fondest memories was sitting behind the visiting bullpen when the Red Wings were here watching Grant Balfour throw a bullpen, I was like, man, that guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. Look at him throw. He was good when he got He was to- really good. Made an all-star team. Yeah, you're fine. But I'm, I'm obviously not a baseball scout either.
0: No, but, I mean, you said Hall of Famer. It's not like he was, like, the 25th man on a roster. Like, he made a considerable amount of money. I think he is yep. the – Highest-paid Australian-born baseball player of all time. Yeah. So, I, I,
1: would, I would be interested um, in seeing that. I'd be really interested in going up to, to St. Paul to, to cover one of your guys' games there, should that happen.
0: If that were to happen, I would say that, you know, you would have a spot in my radio booth, but it will probably be too tight. I'm going to have to yeah, escort you out, make sure that you don't get a
1: <laughs> Yeah, with COVID-19.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's within six feet. Not, not sure if we can do that. <laughs> That's okay.
2: All right, Alex. Any, anything else? I've promised Tommy we would take about an hour, and our time is about expired at this point.
0: I mean, I, I thought that you had a story that we brought up beforehand about you know a, a, a player, yeah, you know, Mark Zaguna's story, maybe hypothetically speaking, <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> If you want to bring that up, we don't have to. But I, I think, to...
1: think Shelby has has to tell it.
0: Yeah. Are we, are no, we, I, we, I'm not. I'm.
2: Are, using, are we using? I'm the sure football pit. Are we using names or are we using player one and player two with this one?
0: I think it's
1: better with names.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, this is, made
1: it to the big leagues.
2: It, yeah, both both have had have gone, big. League, yeah. successful. So. I think this was 2016, right? This is my first yeah. year. It's 2016, and uh, this is kind of probably around 2 o'clock is about when players start arriving at the ballpark, and Tommy and I are hanging out in the in the clubhouse, uh, you know, waiting for him. He's looking for some pregame interviews, and I said, Tommy, who are you looking for today? And he says, well uh, – he says, uh, names off three guys and says, uh, this guy would be fine. This guy's good. And maybe this guy too. You know, whoever, whoever walks in is available. I'm good with, good with any of those guys. All right. Sounds good. So two minutes later, a guy walks in and, you know, I kind of nod to him, but Tommy reaches his hand out and says, Hey, uh, you know, do you mind if I talk to you for a few minutes? <laughs> I says, yeah, for sure. Uh, let me just give me about five minutes. Let me drop my stuff and give me about five minutes. And he says, okay, yeah. So play around the corner and, and I almost didn't say anything. But then I looked at Tommy and said, he wasn't, he wasn't on your list. You know, that wasn't one of the three. And Tommy's eyes get really big and he goes, who? Who was that? And I said, <laughs> David Friedas, who was a catcher at the, for us that year.
0: It's like a backup catcher. Yeah, and who made it to the big leagues this year?
2: Went on yeah. and won a PCL batting title, I think, either last year or the year before. it
0: was twenty eighteen,
2: yeah. Yeah, was has had been really successful since then, but was a little bit of a journeyman at that point. Um, and so that's David Friedas. and Tommy goes, "Oh crap! I, th- I thought that was Mark Zagunis." <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of looks
1: similar.
2: To his credit, both pretty stocky builds, um, probably on a baseball field, look similar. Both had shaved dark hair, or shaved heads and dark hair. Um, and so I just lost. I'm laughing my head up. And... No more than five seconds after we had made that connection that this was, in fact, not Mark Zagunas. This was David Freitas, the backup catcher at the time, who had played only a handful <laughs> of games for us. David Freitas comes around the corner and is like, hey, man, you know, actually, do you mind if we just knock this out now? So instead of giving him a few minutes, Tommy, a few minutes to recover, he comes right back and says, yeah, let's just let's just do it now. <laughs> And to Tommy's credit, I mean, true journalist, he turns it around <laughs> and you would have never have known that he went completely blind into this interview. And But thank goodness I said something because uh, you know, <laughs> it would have ended much worse if he had gone into that thinking it was Mark Sagunis and he would have asked David Friedis about his his right fielding skills. I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, Being born in New Jersey and being a Central college football <laughs> player, yeah.
2: Yeah. He
1: knew something was up, too. He even said something because Shelby was laughing behind him. And I, I'm kind of fighting back, smiles, and he goes, "Sir, there something going on here? That I don't know. <laughs> he said something along those lines. But it was, it was the fastest anybody has ever come back for an interview. Usually when people turn that corner, I don't see them ever again, or it's like –
0: well, no. It's you. It's usually I mean, they, they say five minutes, and they mean fifteen minutes. In, in the situation here, it was five minutes that turned into five seconds, and you yes. needed more than fifteen minutes. So, yeah, yeah. not yeah. my best moment, not yeah. my worst.
2: No, no, you, you definitely made that one work. So that's <laughs> still one of my favorite stories of the last five years.
0: <laughs> who Who is your favorite person that you've met here? at Princeville Park in the press box. And you can say our umpire coordinator who you guys get in the eating contest, He probably eats more than you do. Who's your no, favorite no. person?
1: Yeah, it's probably him. Tom. Oh,
0: Tom. Yeah. Okay.
1: He, uh, <laughs> he, he's an umpire supervisor. Um, and I've, I've learned so much about the game and life. It's <laughs> just being around Tom, but it, it, I will say it's, it's absolutely fascinating um, watching him evaluate, um, and see what they're looking for. And it's come, it's come immensely in handy because I've written about several umpires. Um, Pat Hoberg, big, 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 umpires from, uh, Urbandale. Um, and he came through here. I had to do a story about him, but it, it lets you look at the game in an entire, entirely new way. And every, um, Video intern the Chicago Cubs have had that have had to sit with me. It's been fun seeing um, what they go on to. One of them, Walker McKinvin, is now the the pitching analyst for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's on the bench during games. Um, another, I believe, at one point, what went on to become a scout with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so, like a lot of the players. You know, that's that's the cool thing about minor league baseball. They're, the players aren't the only people that are working their way up. I'm just hoping you guys never get that call. You guys just stay here. Oh,
0: thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it, Tommy. We always want the best of people. I don't want you to move on to anything like the Associated Press, any big publication. I you stay right here? I want what's best for me. As long as you can. Yeah.
2: <laughs> At least you're aware of that and you admit that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't go through more change.
0: <laughs> I hear you. No, that uh, I, Shelby, I think that about does it. I have no more questions. We 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 hit the that story, the the Zagunas Frida story that I heard yesterday, and I couldn't stop laughing 15 minutes. So I wanted to get that out there in the open.
2: I think we, I mean, the three of us are we're used to seeing each other all the time. We could definitely sit here and talk all day. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have you back on to tell some more stories at a later time. But um, I think that kind of does it for today and we appreciate you coming on Tommy and talking baseball with us. We miss it.
1: Thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll see you hopefully fingers crossed sometime this spring, but uh, now we, we appreciate it. Yeah. Best to you, uh, Allison, Bodie and uh, thanks for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us for the Iowa Cubs podcast. Thank you.